All right, welcome to another episode of Audit Refrain. This week, we've got a very special guest. This time, guests. <laughs> Power Nerd and Dana Jean Phoenix, welcome. Yo, yo. Hi. So we've, Hi. Been, we've been talking about doing this for a long time, finally getting around to it. We're going to talk about your album, uh, Mega Wave. It's been out since last October, right? About it? Was that? April. April. Was it April? Yeah. Oh, I pre-ordered I it in October. That's. No, it. It's. No, no, you know it's what? I think it's. This is perfect timing. Today we're is... coming up to the one-year anniversary yeah. of the album releasing. And we were talking about doing this before it even came out. Wow. Oops, time slipped. Uh, so it's very exciting, and we wanted to go uh, track by track and talk about this record, its inception, and um, really examine this because this is a really great record. The two of you coming together, I think, is really uh, a perfect um, combo. And it's so. How did how did this project come about? Uh, Dana, do you want to say something? Sure. Yeah. Well, Patty and I, <laughs> I got lots to say. <laughs> um, well, Patty and I have worked together on, on uh, different collabs. I think the the first collab we did was on your album, Patty Testosterosa, yeah. the song Flame. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, we've done two shows in Vienna together. And I think we were just like, before our last show, we were like hanging mm. out with the Power Nerd crew and um, before the gig, and we were just having a chat and thought, wouldn't it be cool to, to do like an EP or an album um, together? Mm. I guess, uh, sort of... yeah, I think that the, the first idea was just some tracks, doing some tracks together, but it evolved. It was kind of a, it evolved naturally, went so smooth I'll call it that it um, grew into an album. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah, that's, so that's, I mean, I've definitely heard of like people doing collaborative tracks. They do one thing together, but mm -hmm. to do an entire album that's a not just a split, because you see that where like, you know, one person gets one side, another person gets the other side, but this is co written by the both of you through and through, right? This. Yeah, it's 50 50. And so, how was that? What was that like? Was it just, did it come together really easily? Did it, was it. Um, I imagine that the, the time differential was a bit of a challenge, maybe sometimes, or you just send files back and forth? Yeah, it was sending files back and forth, and it was like very old school for me, just like with Facebook, if it's the most. Yeah, yeah. Just, um, just some writing and a new track idea, Dana, sing something, Dana, sing. Oh, <laughs> 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 well, it, it was, it felt very easy. It was very fun and easy and inspiring. It's, yeah, really collaborative process the whole way through. A lot of fun. Um, mm. Yeah, like as Patty said, Patty said, just like easy and the flow is just so natural. And it was kind of like, oh, this, this that was fun. Those two tracks were fun. Let's do another one. Want to do two more? Cool, cool. Mm. Let's do another one. <laughs> like, mm. it was great. Yeah. That's awesome. Was there like a, a concept or did it just literally like you got together and it was like, here it is. This is what the album is. Um. Yeah, sort of, I had an idea about, um, for me, the creation of the record, uh, I kind of like was going through some transitions and changes in my life. And so um, I was on the precipice of that. So I had some deep thoughts at the time about, you know, where, where I was headed. And um, to me, this album is kind of a celebration of collaboration, something that I've been really fortunate to, to do in the last couple of years. 
Um, and yeah, just like when you're working with, with great people, the possibilities are endless. She just said you're great, Patty. <laughs> ah, thank you, Dana. Yeah. All the way, man. Yeah. And, and so that's really cool. You know, it's a, it's clearly a good creative relationship that works. And I think, you know, having done projects myself, music and non-music, like that's a really special thing to be able to collaborate and work with someone. Cause obviously you're both used to being your own artist with your own thing. And to combine those things together could be a challenge. And the mm. fact that it came together, that's a really quite special. And I think the, the album reflects that, you know, it's a really, really solid. And Kyle's got really positive things to say about it. I love it. Yeah. <laughs> it's fantastic. Thank you. Yeah. Cause, um, cool... Oh, go ahead, Patty. Yeah, sorry, but um, I just want to say the cool thing about college is that you can, um, that there can um, be a thing that's it's greater than than two um, two artists. <laughs> sorry, my English is bad today. Um, you have two artists coming together and creating something special that they wouldn't alone. So right. you, you combine forces, and the the outcome is very. Um, it's 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 uh, I don't know it's it's not better but um it it wouldn't happen if I made a, an album alone it wouldn't sound like this so you can ah, Dana please um, <laughs> my, my English I'm I'm missing this this word it's creating something the, the sum is greater than the parts yeah when when two uh, come exactly. together it creates yeah no it creates possibilities that. You know, maybe you otherwise wouldn't have uh, have come up with. I love that mm -hmm. about collaboration, and I love mm -hmm. that it inspires different directions. And what I love about Patty specifically is he's well, he's so talented, but he's also like his production is like playful, <laughs> and I love that sense of play that he has in his production. It just instantly allows you to like have this fun and and freedom. Um, so yeah, that was totally cool. It's totally cool. Yeah, it's definitely uh, takes, I think, some of your strongest things that you do individually and combines them really well and really effectively. And it's, I would say that the record is really fun. It's great to listen to. Um, and that shows through that. I guess it's full of energy, maybe. Is that a, a good yeah. thing to say? It's that is yes, very good. It's <laughs> a good thing to say. I'm proud of you. I worked really hard on that. It's good. <laughs> oh, thanks, guys. Yeah, it was so much fun to make it. Like, I just remember every track that Patty would send. It was like I would just instantly like move to it and dance to it, um, which is a great is a great base, right? For right. <laughs> so, um, before we start uh, going into the tracks, is there anything that either one of you want to, you know, express or talk about um, as a just kind of a whole about it, or, or are we good to? move on to the tracks. Let's dive in. Let's dive be in. like a mega wave and dive into the mega wave. Sure. Right. Hey, this is Anthony Scott Burns, aka Pilot Priest, and you're listening to Paradise Arcade. So, um, you know, first song right off of the album very strong um great lead song is is figure me out um how did that what was the the insipidus or the the uh, you know the start of that good word thank you 
I, I think it, it was the first track we made. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's kind of it's it's um for me it it sounds a little different than the the other tracks because it was the it's the oldest track, and it's um very um like not really dark synthy but it is a touch darker than the other tracks. At least from mm -hmm. from my perspective, I don't know. It's yeah quite uplifting but it's it's a little bit different to the other tracks yeah because it was the first track we did for this um album yeah yeah i loved like right away right out the gate mm. just had a ton of energy to it yeah. and at the time um because actually my former manager um and i he was a big part of the like the writing and collaborative and recording mm. process as well and at the time mm. we were both um learning how to solve rubik's cubes and so um <laughs> You know, recording the song, it was kind of cool to sing about um, sometimes in life. It can be confusing and sometimes you have to deconstruct things before you can put them back together again and likening that to life and to relationships. And sometimes it's just not always clear. But if you have patience and you have um, faith or uh, belief in yourself, I suppose, not necessarily faith, but um, yeah, you can you can figure things out. Yeah. It's a metaphor. Like a Rubik's cube. It's a metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> it's a metaphor, man. <laughs> That's awesome. And so, it can take longer, or you can be very fast. Yeah. 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 A cool metaphor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I, I like that. Go ahead. Yeah. So, so I, I'm going to try and remember this question to come back to later, but it's interesting that you said, you know, first track is the oldest one we've worked on. I've never mm -hmm. even thought about asking someone like, how did you go about making the tracks? How did you choose the order for the album? So maybe we'll mm -hmm. have to come back to that a little bit later after we talk about more tracks instead of just the first one. Yeah. Well, you're not drinking, so I think you'll have a better chance of remembering. We'll see. <laughs> I can get caught up. Oh, right on. And the, I think, was this the first track that you released as a single as well off of this album? And you had yeah. the cool, obviously you, you did the cool video with that. And, yeah. you know, it's really, it's a, it's a great track. It's really strong. I think it really speaks to both of your strengths. And it's funny, Patty, that you say that it's like a little bit darker because I don't necessarily mm -hmm. perceive it as a, a darker, even in tone, yeah. maybe yeah, comparative to what you yeah, typically but do. I, I think the, my mindset was um, doing a, a heavier track. I guess that's why I'm thinking it's a, it's a darker track because I, I wanted to do like a, um, like a heavier track. But I, I don't think it, it sounds so heavy as I perceived it. You, doing it. you were in a like dark my... place, Patty. Gray place. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's nice and gray. Nice hey, gray. gray. You were in a gray place. Gray like the sky. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, it didn't come through. I'm sorry. It, it uh, really is not a, a gray track at all. And maybe it's Dana's voice. I don't know. Maybe she, you know, counterbalances like it. It's like a cool pop track, but it's got a little bit of grit to it, and it's got some like mm. dirty funk to it. As yeah, well. I guess yeah. it's the, the bass line. It's it's very um funky bass. Yeah, it's a funky record in general. It's funky, and it's the bass. I, I think we we talked about it last time, because this um with this album, I my focus um were the bass lines. In fact, I I didn't want to do this um fat line bass preset synthwave thing on one note and on every track i think there is some um, some kind of, of funk bass and that's the difference i guess to the 
even um, other synthwave stuff, the more chaotic synthwave stuff. Yeah, I mean, that's really what I like about the record in general is that it's, it doesn't, I don't, by proxy, maybe it's synthwave, <clears throat> but it's really funky. And I think that yeah. makes it really interesting and different from other things. It makes it really stand out. That's true. Kyle, you have any questions about Figure Me Out? No. <laughs> 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 All right, so the next track is Mega Wave. How did that one come about? This is System 96, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. that one was like trying to go for more that real just kind of slick 80s pop vibe mm. like true classic synthwave vibe um mm. a track that you might hear in like a john hughes flick or you know the karate kid or something like that um and yeah like a love song and a song about possibilities and yeah another metaphor like the ocean oh. <laughs> were you, Dan, were you like watching like movies or like what else was going on because there seems we start to be building on a theme and, and, you know, I listened to this record a lot. And was there kind of a, a thing in the background of your mind that you're being influenced by maybe of how you're writing the tracks or again, was it just you were doing your thing? Yeah, I think the vibe for me in recording these tracks was um, kind of really being inspired about inspired by um, just some of the travels that I've had and playing different places and meeting like super cool people like Patty and, uh -huh. and like other artists that I've shared the stage with. And um, it just shows you that like life is full of possibilities and um, yeah, life is really exciting and your goals maybe aren't as far out of reach as you think they are. Yeah, that's really cool. And I think with that message, it's so like, meaningful now because obviously we haven't been able to see anybody for a mm. year right no traveling no anything and so to listen to the to the song in that way like it really takes on something a little more special you know because like everyone had plans and you yeah. with this song being like appreciating the you know connections and the ability to travel and to meet people and collaborate with people and then not being able to do that oh that stinks um, so it's oh, a kind of basically, oh, I was going to say it's a, a love letter to bygone days, <laughs> but also it's the kind of quite nice that we have technology now. Like we live in a time where it's, you know, it's an awful situation, but we're fortunate in that we have technology to, to connect and be in touch with people. Um, right. I've connected with friends that I haven't talked to in years as a result of this, mm. Um, which is kind of a cool aspect, I think, for me anyway. Yeah. Um, Life has slowed yeah. down a bit. As an introvert, yeah, it's, it's been really nice. Because it's like, <laughs> I don't have to commit to go do anything. But I could say, open up my laptop and be like, hey, how's it going? I'll talk to you for a little bit. Right. I'll still be really nervous and awkward, but at least I don't have to go anywhere to do it. Wow, you get nervous on video calls? Oh, man, I'm sweating right now. Wow. <laughs> Man, for maybe, me, it's um. I'm fidgeting uh, um, a lot too, so sorry. 
<laughs> I'm not sure. I'm, I think I'm meeting more people now than before because I'm, I'm going a lot for walks with friends and it's, it's very nice. I, I love it going for long walks in the woods or forest. How, and that's one question I have to you uh, native speakers. Is it woods or forest or into the trees? It could be all of if the I above. Go, you know, I'm, I, I like going, I'm searching for mushrooms in the forest or woods. I mean, yes, it, whatever you it want. It could it to be, be both. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And I don't know I'm if there's, if Thank you, woods um, is a smaller version while forest is a larger area. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know either. That's mm -hmm. a, I think it's, yeah, you know, dealer's choice on that question. one. That's a very, listen, we're getting to the important questions. On this we couldn't interview. give you a straight answer. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, out. I'm glad that this was a pressing question that you had. I, <laughs> I don't have an answer for you. Yeah, because oh, I'm trying man. to think, like, if I'm talking about, like, I, I refer to the activity more than maybe the destination. Like, I'm going to go on a hike and then go to. I'm, I'm and then someone's just supposed to assume that you're going to the woods slash forest yeah, slash you, into the trees. You infer because of the word hike that you're going to the forest or some sort of park because right. if you're going to go for a walk that's different well how about this what if we lived in a different area and mm -hmm. like we don't have mountains or anything here but if we lived in a yeah. mountainous area if you said you're going on a hike i would imagine you'd be going up a mountain and perhaps mm. the woods or the forest wouldn't be involved mm. good point yeah. it's it's colloquial details matter details yeah. matter yeah yeah, yeah. and now I, I I'm going into the woods, to the woods, <laughs> to the woods, into the woods. Into the, there's actually a show called the woods. Into the Woods. Yeah. Into the woods. It it sounds as if I'm going. When I say I go into the woods, as if I'm never coming back. I'm going into <laughs> the woods. With I mean, my friends. I'm going into the woods. I will never be seen again. Hey, Just I have on. a funny story about uh, the woods. Please. When I was hiking, I was hiking in the woods the other day, and I spotted two deer. Nice. One deer was like 10 feet away from me. It was really cool. Wow. Cool. Who spotted who first? Yeah. The deer spotted me. Uh, did you make eye contact? Yeah. yeah, we did. And I like gasped because I was so like startled for a second. And it just sort of stared at me and then kind of scampered off. It was beautiful. Really you, cool. You shared a, a moment, just a little bit, and then it was gone. And then it was caught. It was fleeting, so, yeah, but it was meaningful was nonetheless. <laughs> fleeting encounter. Nice. It's very it's beautiful. Very nice. You got in touch with nature. You communed with nature. Yeah, I am now one with nature. Yeah, wow. me too. Yeah. <laughs> Patty, what kind of mushrooms are you? Are are you eating the mushrooms that you find? Yeah, sure. Oh, here is a mushroom. Ciao, mushroom. No, I'm I'm thinking about them. What kind are they? I know, like if here where we are, moral mm -hmm. mushrooms. Morel. Mor Morel is now season. It's just the, the first mushroom that comes out in April, March, April. Mm. But I'm kind of um, I really got um into searching mushrooms, so I'm looking for every um um edible mushroom I can find. Edible mushroom. We'll wink to that. I like mushrooms. Somebody no psychedelic one. Yeah. <laughs> that was the question. No, um, I was just thinking of that because eating. I'm like you said, this season for morale. Yeah. Right now, mm -hmm. in the backyard of my apartment, 
in oh. some bushes. I saw one and I went to pick it up and it was fake. Somebody had planted a fake mm-hmm. and it was like ceramic. Morel. And I was so Why? upset. Like, who would do this? What kind of monster <laughs> what the devil himself? would trick me like this? Yeah. They Not saw me. you. And I was they thinking that, you. like, was somebody watching for me to pick this up and be like, wow, I found one. And I was like, oh, this is fake. Yeah. What a... It's like some people... kind of sociological experiment. Yeah. Some yeah. mastermind. It's like those like church first things on fake money where they fold the money and it looks like a five dollar oh, bill yeah. and you pick it up and it's some sort of like become a Mormon or become a Jehovah's no. Witness. You know, I've had a lot of disappointment in my life, but that that, mush, that fake mushroom was really up there. Wow. Oh, I feel that disappointment. It's like really who would do that? Yeah. Why? Yeah. yeah. Not cool. It's not. It wasn't part of like a garden or any. Because that's a thing. Like no, in our city, people do some interesting decorations in the front yard where they've got like little tiny fairy gardens with little mm. fake. Hey, hey, we have fairy gardens here too. I thought it was like specific to where I live. Wow, fairy garden. Yeah, yeah. they're. It's like, like imagine houses. like a little like tiny elf that's like mm. this big, and. They make little houses and like doors and the roots of trees and little mm. small furniture and shit like yeah. that. That's strange. That's not a thing where you're at. <laughs> in Austria, we have like it's called Gartenzwerge, like garden dwarves, but they're like this big. Oh yeah. Oh, like garden gnomes. Yeah. Yeah, we got yeah, those I too. Think that's worldwide, a worldwide yeah. phenomenon. I guess, mm. but I, don't, I never heard of elf gardens. <laughs> You're, you're, you're strange people. I, I won't deny that's that. true. Yeah, that's that's very apt. Yeah. All right, all right. let's get to the next song, shall we? That Man, was we were, this is good. This is good. This is good like stuff. We're just gonna like we'll we'll have one little like small subject, and then we'll just go off topic. It's per, it's like normal basically. This is all very familiar to both of you, I'm sure. All right. Yeah. So the uh, the next song is "Fight These Robots." Uh, hey, what's up? This is Ghost, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. Let's let's discuss. I, the first thing that I want to say about this track is like, I want to play this for my mom <laughs> because my parents keep asking me. They're like, "What is this music that you listen to? What 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 are you about?" And I always just kind of play it down. And I'm like, "You you don't want to know like don't. what I'm into." <laughs> You don't want to do this, but this is the track that I'd be like, "Mom, sit down and prepare yourself. Wow. Get ready." Wow! So that's the thing. That's, that's the icebreaker. This is what I would want to introduce specifically my mom and. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is not your universal introduction. This is just. No, this is just for my mom. I just can't speak for myself as a producer. I'm very proud of the sound, especially the drum sound of the track. Yeah. Yeah, that's all I can say about it. <laughs> from, from my perspective. I think that the lyrics are more interesting. I flipped out when I heard this song. It was so funky. Um, yeah. yeah, it just like made you move, man. Like the bass. I love the bass of the yeah, song and the that. drums. Yeah. Um, and for me, this song is about, I guess, like fighting complacency and 
you know, there's a lot of political turmoil in our world. And um, sometimes, you know, you got to see past the, the differences and find the, the common ground with people and band together, man, and fight the power. Dana, you might ruin this for people because I bet a lot of people are hoping that it's literally about fighting robots. About that too, yeah. <laughs> like any good '80s movie, it's it's not just the thing; it's also has a deeper meaning. Yeah, like metaphoric. Yes, lots <laughs> of metaphoric depth to this album. I I remember watching that um, Black Mirror Metalhead episode with those like robot dogs, those like terrifying robot dogs. Uh, I have Did not see seen that. that. I have not. Uh, have you seen it? Yeah, I, of course I've seen it. I think you're the only person who hasn't seen it. Probably. I saw the first season of Black Mirror, and that's it. There's too much TV. There's too much stuff and not enough time. It's a lot. Yeah. That's fair. So I'm sorry. I'm, I'm out of the it's, loop on that. Uh, you are sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right on. So, yeah, the, I think, you know, a lot of these songs, all of them, they, they all stand out, and they're, they're, they get stuck in your head. And I think that's one of the strongest elements with the collaboration is that they're funky, they're hooky, they're like they just they grab your attention and you know, you can't help but get, you know, fight these robots stuck in your head of like how you sing it, Dana, and like all the different parts. Mm -hmm. It's uh I would say I would use this album to introduce a lot of people maybe to a slightly different side of synthwave because I think people mm -hmm. get a an association of like it synthwave is either cinematic or maybe dark and this is fun without being hokey maybe would be a word so i think this is a good album to be like hey there's a there's a lot of talent there's a lot of um good songwriting ability within this community check this record out this is what i would use thank you very much yeah yeah cool nice to hear kyle any other thoughts on fight these robots well i could you know say to my mom <laughs> and after I play this to her, like, there's two ways that you could take this. You could take it as literally fighting robots, or or you can yeah. read a little bit deeper into this. Yeah. I also had a lot of fun, uh, like stacking harmonies in the song. That was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, Patty knows I love harmonies. <laughs> it gives them more vocals to have to mix, unfortunately. <laughs> um, yeah, but uh, I kind of just like had this image of my head of when I was arranging the harmonies, of just like the sea of like robots and like as they get closer, more of them join and it's like overwhelming. And I wanted to just keep stacking the harmonies to be representative of these robots just like coming at you. That's awesome. That's yeah. a really I I just find it so fascinating. That That's people... why we're doing this show to find out this stuff. Yeah, this is this is the good yeah, stuff right here. here. <laughs> <laughs> so uh who's who's mixing patty are you doing most of the mixing and mastering are you sending it off are you how does that how uh, do... I, we do everything until the the mastering stage so I, I personally never do masters for my tracks or tracks i produce but i'm doing till mixing stage and then off to master because i personally like the um point of not be able to to return and do it again so if i send something to master it's done it's finished and so that's a good point for me oh that's interesting so it's a way for you to mm -hmm. stop yourself from tweaking things yeah, to finish to say okay now it's finished it's off to master and i can mm -hmm. okay that's that's interesting and you're both so you're both um 
producers in your own right you both are very talented in that way and and how do you find the balance do you do your mixing part and send it back over to dana and be like what how does this sound to you does this sound good and then go back and forth until you mutually agree with with how it sounds and and all those things uh, I, I i think the the, the fun part of, of coding with dana is that we don't have to um argue much we, we were just um doing like being creative, I, I sent her tracks. She made vocals, and I mixed them, and it was most times that that was it. That, that's beautiful. Not much, um, yeah. That's the, what, what I meant. Um, there were no. Um, we're on the same page regarding how it should sound. I think. I, I hope so. We had no disagreements, I think. Speak now no. or forever hold your peace. Like it was like, mm. yeah, it was like creating like the perfect cupcake. And like at the very mm. end of it, you know, at the very end, we were like, oh, what kind of sprinkles can we just mm. add just to make it sparkle or be a little yeah, more colorful? Yeah. So, like, maybe this synth solo or this guitar solo, um, Jan Friedrich Conrad, he sprinkled on some amazing keyboard mm -hmm. solos. So, that was like the confectionaries that we added. Well, um, more than confectionaries because those, you know, those solos are amazing and they mm. they help make the album. But um, it's just nice to kind of say, you know, what else does this track need? Maybe a little mm. bit of this, or mm. if it doesn't need anything, cool, we'll keep it moving. A little bit of spice, yeah. or maybe nothing. A little bit of spice. Yeah. A little bit of floor spice makes everything <laughs> nice. <laughs> I don't want to know what floor <laughs> spice is. Don't drop anything on the floor then. <laughs> Okay. Nobody knows what it no, is. Oh, yeah. That's, no one wants to. It's part of its allure. <laughs> Ooh. There uh, we go. All right. So the uh, the next track is Living Rent Free. How did that one come about? Anything stand out to either one of you making this album or making the track? This is Com Trues, and you are listening to the Paradise Arcade. For me, it's like um, this um, more Daft Punk ballad feeling. Feeling, yeah. It's a nice, um, more of a, of a ballad. Yeah, like this emotional um, feeling you get when you listen to it. Yeah. 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 I I have a memory that uh, maybe this was the first song that we had done for the record. Could, could yeah. I I know it could be, yeah. Um Yeah. 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 <laughs> maybe. <laughs> yes. Perhaps. Mm, could be, could be. Or the or the first maybe the first track that I uh, had heard. Um Yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. Now that you say it. Mhm. Mm mhm. Mm mhm. Because I, I remember being like, because we had discussed sort of like the tone of the album and mm -hmm. the, the the overall general sound. And we kind of went back and forth, I believe, with like a few kind of examples mm -hmm. of like different mm -hmm. things we maybe wanted to draw inspiration from. And uh, and I remember. True. Yeah, now I remember. Yeah, I, I remember opening <laughs> the track and being like, yo, that's it. Like Patty nailed it, man. This is so mm -hmm. epic. This is so great. Um, I was in a coffee shop actually at the time. <laughs> um, as I'm talking about it, I'm just like remembering all these things. Yeah. I was in a coffee shop and I was listening to it on my headphones, and I remember like a complete lunatic like dancing in line to it. 
like <laughs> while waiting to order my coffee. Um, yeah, man, it was uh, again really cool to to record the vocals for this and like layer the harmonies. And uh, I guess for me, the song is uh, kind of a, I guess, somewhat political commentary as well about um, people in perceived positions of power and perhaps they don't have the control over your lives that you you think perhaps mm -hmm. control is uh, an illusion allow them yeah if they if you allow them to live rent free inside your head um mm -hmm. that's a dangerous slipper a slippery slope so how do mm -hmm. you think for yourself and um yeah find find your own power i suppose that's really cool I, you know, like I just again, my my mind is being expanded upon what all these songs are, and it I really like this. This is really good stuff. It's Patty's mm. mushrooms, man. It was all about Patty's mushrooms. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> indeed. No mushrooms used in this recording. <laughs> well, you know that's good. That's good. Um, so anything of, of note, like as far as like music, like Patty, was there a particular mood you were trying to go? for or were inspired by anything uh with this track yep i i think i um this this track is very um i don't know it's, it's just this ballad thing this when i think of a daft punk ballad i think of stuff like this it's kind of very um daft punky for me music wise okay that makes sense and yeah and um there's this <laughs> Sorry, my smartphone. And the Jan Friedrich played a nice solo here. Mm. Nice. Banging. That's very cool. Yeah, it's yeah. a really, it's a really sexy solo. I think I remember mm -hmm. just yeah. I think the sound, just, yeah. and the tone. It's very nice because this track um got better and better with just the playback I made. It was good. Then I sent it to Dana. She made vocals and then the solo. And when it was finished, it was just unperfect. I think the solo hits it. Very cool. Yeah. I don't like to play favorites. Oh. But this mm. might be oh. my favored. <laughs> change it up a little bit. But Higher in my preference. It, uh, yes. It, it really uh, speaks to my likings, this track. What do you like about Very this nice track? Don't put me on the spot like that. I can't really <laughs> elaborate on my. I'm, I'm. I don't do very well at elaborating my feelings on certain things. I'm just like, yeah, that's really great. Or yes, I don't like that. And I don't expand upon. Okay. That. So uh, I really like no. this track. <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't expand upon it very well. It it does all the things that I like in my mind when it comes to a song. Well, cool. that that's a glowing endorsement cool. as far as I'm concerned. I would play this one for my mom too. Is this the new benchmark for any likability of for music now? Is would you play it for your mom? It, it could be. <laughs> it could be. Will I play it for my stepdad? That's the question. Whoa. <laughs> no. No. Although he's the one who's more interested in trying to find out what this music is that I do listen to. I'm jealous. No one in my life wants to know anything about synthwave. You're like keep it away. That's would would you be like yes? Let me show you all these things. If someone, or, if, if I had that luxury, because with my parents, I'm kind of like I don't. Please don't listen to my show. 
<laughs> you don't need to do this. You're going to find out some things that you're not going to like. <laughs> I, you know what? I'm not I'm not ashamed of anything I've said on any of the any of the things that we've done. I'm not either, but I they just don't need to know. Wow, you you're I just let it hang out with my parents. They know all my dirty deeds. <laughs> they did listen to some of our old show. Oh wow. We were drunk, probably. Oh yeah. <laughs> Most definitely. And that's I think that's probably even worse. Yeah. Well that's cool. Is this Paradise Arcade you're talking about? Uh no. The show before the oh. this was uh Two Poor Bastards. Uh, yeah, so uh, for those that are, I mean, I don't, I don't think even, either one of you have heard this, and most our listeners don't know what it is. Well, some, uh, we basically chose a new whiskey every week, talk about it, drink it, and then talk. <gasps> you told me about this, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. There's cool. 60 episodes out there of this if people want to get into it. <laughs> and we, uh, nonsense. Of nonsense. Uh, yeah. But, you know, uh, that's how we first started getting into Synthwave is that we we brought on a local Synthwave person and then it just kind of broke loose from there. And then we ended up shifting to this show. So. Yeah, because we just in that we just talked about various things we liked. Yeah. And Synthwave just ended up being something we talked about more, more than anything else. So it just naturally kind of progressed into what we're doing now. Yeah. You want to hear our thoughts on like um, some movies or, uh, you know. Yeah, if you really want to hear someone talk about Hellraiser <laughs> a, a lot, that was that was it. Yeah, there you go. Um, cool, man. Yeah. So, moving on to the next track, I, I'm keeping us vaguely on a on a path forward. Not yes, not too strict, no, 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 just a little bit. Yes. Um. So the next song is Sunrise Stands. Uh, what is the thoughts, how did that track come about, influences, and so on? This is Cody Carpenter, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. I remember um, doing some, um, wanted to do a, a classic, um, like, French touch disco track. Hmm. This was in my mind, and um, yeah, and I stand. Yeah, a dancey track. Yeah, like a summery, yeah, yeah. shimmery, disco-y, mm-hmm. fun song. I love the bass of yeah. this song quite the a bass. bit. Yeah. yeah, thank you. Yeah, it's all about the bass. <laughs> bass about is that. very important. <laughs> I tell you. Yeah, it's very important. Yeah, so, this song, I, yeah, again, just like so much fun to record, tons of harmonies and lots of different kind of tongue-in-cheek metaphors, I suppose, in the lyrics um, about the sun and rising and stancing and <laughs> <laughs> everything in between. Yeah, it was, it was really, this was a blast. But I, I remember um, this was the, the hardest track to mix, I think. I made quite mm-hmm. some different mixes on this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we got it right. You remember? Yeah. Just like I do, four, yeah. Four or five mixes. But mm-hmm. this was the only track I think where just can remember. There's yeah. a lot of like parts to it, I think. Yeah. So it was like it's quite was trying complex, to get the right yeah. balance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, uh 
I mean, I, I hope I don't say his name incorrectly. Patty, you can perhaps mm. correct me, but Jan, Jan Friedrich? Jan Conrad. Friedrich Conrad. Jan Friedrich Conrad. Friedrich. Friedrich. Oh, beautiful. Ah, <laughs> he's, he's amazing. And he also added his yeah. uh, magic touches to this as well with his keyboard mm -hmm. solo. So that mm -hmm. sort of elevated the track to another level. And you know, it, was, it was dope. It was wicked. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When... Patty, when you're writing these things, are how are you separating the typical power nerd mindset into this collaboration? Do you have a certain mindset you're doing? Are you thinking of like, mm -hmm. I want to hear Dana sing these particular things or, or express mm -hmm. this, or I want it to be a certain feeling? Like how how does your songwriting, um, how is it influenced by knowing that it's a collaboration with Dana? Mm -hmm. I think I can... Um... If I, I wanna do a, I want to do a track for a, a specific um, collab or stuff, I'm I'm doing it in this style. It's not so hard for me to um, um, produce different styles, to be honest. Just I want to make um, like a more disco track and I do a more beach. And then track. you just go and you do it. Yeah. Okay. But I'm I'm producing for now like maybe ten to twelve years on a daily base i think and so i'm quite um now i'm i'm quite um satisfied with my music but when i started power nerd it was quite from from an from my perspective now it, it sounds i'm not um satisfied with the sound i did some years ago so i'm i'm on a journey i think i'm getting better and it's all hard work and yeah so let me ask you this it's, it's interesting that you um, reflect that way. Um, mm -hmm. Do you think that there is a, a certain kind of like element of a fun experimentation because you maybe you didn't know what you were doing earlier mm -hmm. that leads you to exciting possibilities? Do you feel maybe ever mm -hmm. that as you get more skilled, you might get more confined in your mm -hmm. production techniques? This Definitely. Yeah. It's um like I'm I studied chess guitar and the thing is um. I'm kind of um, bored to guitar right now because um, it doesn't um, excite excites me anymore because I, I heard so much guitar and especially my guitar playing. So I'm kind of bored, but I can play it quite okay. So it's <laughs> kind of this, this trade-off. You can, um, if you're a beginner, um, everything is, is really fun and, and it's, it's wonderful if you you make uh, steps forward, you play better, you can um, um, uh, have a, like this complicated chord, you, you can see seven, oh, it's awesome. And if you later on, it's um, hard to um, be surprised by yourself. Hard mm. to, it's, it's a strange um, feeling. And also I'm listening to music, it's hard to enjoy simple stuff for me, if it's not very good. I think that the best music is simple music that's good, but that's the hardest stuff to do. Like ACDC? Hmm? Like ACDC? Uh, yeah. ACDC yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is cool, yeah, but I didn't listen to it for a longer time. I'm, the, the older stuff is cool, like legendary tracks. But I also think about like um, Roy Orbison or this 80s pop stuff. Mm -hmm. It's very, um, there, there was a certain um, period 
spirit when pop music was so good with the um, traveling wilburys and stuff mm -hmm. just some years in, in pop music in the 80s that were perfect for me it's not like this um michael jackson pop stuff which sure. is more produced but that's very good also but for me it's something like or um a rod stewart young turks you know this track mm -hmm. yes this is so good, and I always hated Rod Stewart for this. Uh, <laughs> and I, I just uh, um, found this track some time ago, and this is the, the the best kind of pop music for me. It's kind of simple, but touching. Yeah, and it's yeah, cons yeah. yeah. I think we had this conversation, Patty, when we were creating the about yeah, traveling yeah. Wilburys and like mm. they're the guitar solo in that song. I'm not sure if it's George Harrison who plays the guitar solo in that song or mm. it's Roy Orbison, but it's so yeah. simple mm. and perfect and it just conveys mm. the, the vibe yeah. so it's, well. It's not boring, and that's the, the thing there it's not is yeah. that's the, the masterclass, I think, to make simple music good for my, um, I always call my ears jazz ears. <laughs> Because I'm very, I have satisfied ears. They're, they're not easy to impress. <laughs> <laughs> but sometimes, and that, that's the most beautiful moments for me almost. Um, when I um, discover a track like this, Young Turks, I didn't know this track. And I discovered it, and it's such perfect music. Or Tina Turner stuff. Like mm -hmm. some tracks from Tina Turner are so perfect. It's also in the delivery, too. Like yeah. certain solos or lines that are just simple. But they're mm -hmm. delivered with such I don't know conviction and like mm -hmm. swag and attitude, and it yeah. just works. You don't yeah. have to overcomplicate it with you know mm -hmm. like some mm -hmm. crazy um, yeah. horn solo. You know yeah. sometimes the the beauty is in the simplicity of mm -hmm. something. And when someone is like, I don't have to blow your ear off to impress mm -hmm. you. It's the That's human the element to the yeah. the notes. Because yeah. I think um like like all this um when I studied chess, it's like you have to, to play 4,000 notes a second. Mm, and mm -hmm. if you practice enough, you can um, hide behind your um, ability to, to play this stuff. But it's very hard to, to like Dana said, um, play less, uh, not many notes and then be cool with it. Like ACDC or pop. Many, uh, all of the best music is simple. Almost every yeah. hit is, is very simple. Yeah. But it's 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 um it's hard to write simple, yeah. Mm -hmm. And how about yourself, Dana? Have you found, you know, from when you started making music to where you are now? Do you ever find yourself, uh, like Patty, maybe where you're hard to surprise yourself or boxed into a certain thing, not experimenting as much, or are you? For me, it's kind of the opposite. Because when I first started out, I felt like because I I went to jazz school as well. And the emphasis was like on oh, your chops, man. How many mm. notes can you, like how complex <laughs> can your scat solo be? And how high can you go and how low can you go? And um, I think as the more I do music, the more I realize like, like you don't have to do everything. You don't mm. have to prove yourself. You don't have to prove that, you know, I can sing the highest note or the lowest note or the loudest note. It's It comes down to the feeling and what you're trying to express and the... The emotion behind it i suppose that yeah. matters more than anything um because you're here you want to affect people mm -hmm. um and if it's a full album of just look what i can do look at my chops 
that can yeah. get tired very quickly. Uh-huh. Well, it's really uh I'm trying to think of a word to describe it that's um self-indulgent. When you do a lot of solos and and just riff on your own ability, it doesn't mean that it's good or that it's engaging or mm -hmm. that it's entertaining or that it has that special thing to it. It's just here's someone showing off and that's totally and that's, that can be cool too, but it's just so cool. Um, <laughs> I don't know how to say because um, you um, the thing is, if you're a musician for a longer time, you are um, you you uh, you listen to different stuff because you're used to it. Like mm -hmm. if you studied jazz, you're used to some kind of um, sub five harmonic stuff, and it doesn't it's okay for you, but not. Um, not a chess, not a not chess listener can't listen to it because he thinks it's just a noise. Mm -hmm. So um, if you're a studied musician, you have to be aware of uh, who you want to uh, reach. Yeah. You no, know? because um, um, if you make chess, it's just, yeah, it, it's chess, but only people who like chess will listen to you. Sounds kind no, of No, that makes obvious, sense, actually. Is that almost like a case of if you, it's a hindrance if you know too much? Mm -hmm. Kind of. That's what I wanted mm. to say. It's um, but if you are are aware of it, I think many people aren't aware of this. They think oh, they are the best because they play much stuff like mm, like a bee, bumblebee. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. And but it's okay because they have the their listeners who are like this kind of. It's like sports. Oh sure, so yeah. You, um, but if you want to um, transport emotions, um, you won't um, be able with humble bumblebee stuff right get. yeah and then other emotions like sporty emotions <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's a more of a, a head head music basically like it, it reaches oh, you intellectually cerebral. yeah cerebral a little more cerebral uh where yeah. it doesn't hit you on a very like uh, emotional human level mm -hmm. like you know showing off your jazz skills mm -hmm. you know scanting away uh, yeah. You're right. That's a very particular audience mm -hmm. with a very particular mindset and taste. Yeah. Where I think with but pop not, music not. can reach the most amount of people because mm -hmm. it's simple and it's it, it could be yeah. very human and move people, which turns yeah. people off. Some people off. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it, yeah, yeah, it's both an are interesting. totally valid. Yeah. Yeah. I think there's I an think audience it's, for both. It's it's about authenticity. Mm. Mm. Like John Coltrane or Miles Davis, they they did jazz but with soul. Like it, it, mm. it was good. But there's so many copycats who think, okay, I'm like Charlie Barker's solos. I have to um play the same solos, and that's just sports for me. Yeah. Mm. But the, the originators of 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 a style of like deep of a, it's it's cool, but it's just mm. different music, different audience. Yeah. But when when you able well. It's it's interesting that we, we're having this conversation. And I keep thinking about the album and why it, it sticks out to me. And I think the things that we've we are talking about um, really are what make it um, stand out to me. It's not clinical or cerebral. You know, a lot of I think mm -hmm. you know re we'll just go retro ish music. Um, mm -hmm. You know, it when you just put something into a sequencer or program something, uh, mm -hmm. it could be very sterile. And it, it might create maybe a certain kind of mood a little bit, but it doesn't it doesn't have that human excitement to it in the same way that this record does. Mm -hmm. And that's where I, you know, like when I want to introduce someone to 
what synthwave or retro music can be. Like this takes mm-hmm. all the best elements of that era of pop music, not necessarily just the the aesthetic, but really what mm-hmm. what makes it good, what makes it human and interesting, is on this record. It's got it all. It's got it all. It's got all the stuff. Awesome. All right. So the last um, technical track on this is new technology. Um, thoughts on this? This is Lucy in Disguise, and you're listening to Paradise Arcade. it's kind of same as to living rent free like my my um, mindset when producing it was kind of this as i explained before with um living rent free yeah the, for me this was like I, when i instantly heard i was listening to a lot of jamiroquai at the time and mm-hmm. uh i was also listening to um there's a jam that i love uh, sylvia Strickland, you can't turn me away and i was like oh man what if it's like a love song but like from when I was singing it, like thinking about like falling in love with like a cyborg or something like, so taking like a kind of sexy, groovy seventies ish, late seventies, early eighties groove and singing to a cyborg. Um, That's yeah. awesome. I love that idea. I just all of a sudden now thought of like the pinball machine bride of Pinbot. <laughs> what? Fall in love with a cyborg. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> See, this song is perfect for that. Then it's all of a sudden, all of a sudden, right there. (laughs) Um, yeah. So, any other, you know, production things, or I mean, that's a really cool influence, Dana. Um, any other things with this track? Nope. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, that's fair. It's all you got. You. It's all you got. Um, What hit me about this song when I heard? the track that patty had sent to me was it was like just like a really cool effortless understated cool mm-hmm. it was uh, funky and groovy without being in your face it's yeah. reduced yeah it's not mm. not much elements not many elements and that goes back to what we were talking about before like there's beauty mm. in the simplicity and there's mm. like swag and attitude yeah <laughs> swag simplicity. Wow. i like it mm. yeah uh, yeah, and, and I'll definitely, you know, I, I've heard this quote from other musicians as well, or, or when they talk about writing music, is that writing really good, simple music is extremely difficult to do. It's not mm-hmm. easy. It's it's You can rely on tricks and putting a lot of notes in something or, or different flourishes, but it doesn't, you know, if it, it doesn't necessarily make it good, and, and I think... Mm-hmm this album through and through really is good. It's really good. And it has those, those elements to it. And they all, all the tracks stand out and kind of have a different flavor of different, you know, a little bit of disco, a little bit of Daft Punk, a little bit of eighties mm. pop, a little bit of mm. these various, you know, funk a little bit. Like it combines both of your um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. elements together to create something that's really, it's really great. Um, so there is, there's two remixes on the, um, the record itself. And then I think the very last uh, official um, song is Moves, Moves, Moves. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess we could talk about the remixes or, uh, before we get into that. Was it 
did you reach out to have some people do remixes? Was that kind of always in the, in the plan? This is the Motion Epic, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. that are just mega cool and we knew it you know lift the album up to another level to, to greater heights um yeah and like strap lock he's wicked i've worked with him before i've played live with him before and new arcades as well yeah strappy and uh <laughs> new arcades i've uh, played with those guys and and they're just mad cool and totally wicked and label mates as well they're a part of outland recording so it just all seemed to fit and make sense right on that's cool and then the the last um, song is moves 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 how did that come about thoughts why was that chose to be last kind of think it's um the last track because of the lyrics because it's the ending of the of the album uh and for for me i'm producing it that uh, it's almost one of my favorite tracks it's very um justice funky mm-hmm. like this early justice stuff and it's even um, the fun thing is um, when I, I played the live stream, I I mashed it up with Cross from Justice, and mm-hmm. it's the same BPM and the same key. It's just oh, wow. the same track, <laughs> and I didn't I had that in mind, but it, it's very cool to 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 mash them up. It works. It's awesome. So that was unintentional. It just happened that way. Yeah, totally. It's very strange. Nice. <laughs> yeah yeah it's such a wicked track i love i love the vibe of it and the bass is so funky again and <laughs> the, it's always about the bass, man. My bass yeah. i love the bass lines um it's kind of cool just to bookend the album with like these two like super funky tracks with energy and with attitude and like mm-hmm. a lot of the the content of the album is kind of ruminating on ruminating on different thoughts and issues and about um evolution and you know change and heavy topics and then this song for me is like the ultimate celebration of like compartmentalizing all those things and like Mm -hmm. just like launching into the future and knowing yourself and um collaboration it's got a bit of like a guardians of the galaxy sort of like vibe to it like (laughs) traveling through space so just a fun way to end the album and then patty so brilliantly uh, added the like uh tape deck no that yep. whole thing at the end of it which was which was super fun so yeah, that i like awesome. that this album for me it was really fun that it was such a playful album and um there are parts of it that are a bit tongue-in-cheek and it doesn't take itself too seriously but we still put like our heart and soul into it and yeah. you know just something i'm really proud of it it comes across as sincere. That's really like when you're having fun, um, you're you're sincere. Yeah, it's tongue in cheek, but it's not it's not hokey. Maybe I don't know if that's the the proper word for it. It's just it's good fun, and it's something that I think people can enjoy. And I think you know this record now more than than in any other time. Like people need fun. They need maybe to not be so serious. And I think Dana, with your lyrics, it's it's really interesting that you you kind of take things that you're going through and thinking about 
and and wrapping them in in metaphors that that you can kind of either take things at face value or have the option of of you know thinking about them a little bit deeper and it it just makes it really an enjoyable record. Uh, Kyle, you had a question you wanted to go wrap back around to. Yes. Now we're at the end. We can. I've remembered. We can trace back to things. <laughs> how much thought, or you know, was there any thought, you know, going off of how your first track was the oldest one? How did you come about the track order for the album? I can't remember. It just, <laughs> it just happened the way it happened. Then, as we realized, um, figure me out wasn't the first track we made. It was living rent free. Right. So it's not the oldest track, the first track. It's, it was a myth. It was a myth. <laughs> a myth. <laughs> myth. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I don't know how, how to, I, we just um, decided to put them in this order, I think. <laughs> yeah, does it flow? <laughs> and like, almost like thinking of it like a live set. Like, you know, if mm. this were to be a live show, would the songs mm. kind of transition well? Does the energy, does the flow make sense? Mm. Um, both in terms of the, the, the tracks vibes and, uh, and then the stories as well. And so, yeah. yeah. Hey, that, that's, that's completely valid. Nicely. It flows well. That's, that's the answer. Yeah. And I agree with it. It's got a good flow to it. It's a, it's it one of those things cool. that you just put on, listen to it. It's great. I like listening to it when I drive personally. So, you know, I like it. Kyle, any other thoughts? Now that I now that I have the new car out, I can listen to it when I'm driving. Yeah. So that's a, a major plus. Yeah. And you can play it in the comfort of your own home. Yes. But if you order it on vinyl or cassette yeah, or, or CD. CD. Or CD. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Uh, that's perfect that you both held up the different versions. Of no one will see it. <laughs> we'll see it. Oh, we saw and it. And then earlier in the conversation, when you were talking about size, you know, you put up your hand. You know, it's like it's this big, but nobody will know what that means. That, when they it, it adds to it. mystery to it. People are like, "What size, what size is, is that?" I don't know. <laughs> Leave them wanting more. That's the key. So people will be googling fairy gardens. <laughs> what size is it? How big are fairy gardens? Any size you want. Uh, it, so was this kind of like you got this together collaboration things are coming together was like we need to get this on physical release uh, you turn it into Outland like how did that next thought come about of getting it Which, out there the, the label question or, or well it just like you know you, vinyl and whatnot did you turn it into Outland and be like we want to put this out and were they very supportive Obviously, they're supportive because it's we have it. So, yeah, absolutely. Stu, Stu is cool. I know him now a little better, and he's a very cool dude. And I guess I don't know. I, the, the the label stuff um, was was built by you, Dana, mm -hmm. for this this album. Yeah, yeah. They're just outlanded. They're the coolest dudes. They're they're so supportive, yeah. and they embrace the album with open arms. And I guess it's always a question of like when the reaction is, you know, so nice mm. to an album, the next mm -hmm. logical question is, you know, what sort of physical media do we press this on? And I'm just really grateful mm. that we got to do all of the above with this album and that mm. the reception has been so warm and lovely and enthusiastic. So, so <laughs> after the world opens up again, is there thoughts, talks, possibility 
of Power Nerd and Dana Jean Phoenix touring uh, and and kind of mixing the like doing stuff off of this and then doing your own stuff. Is there thoughts, talks about that? Because this would be really fun live touring this like touring on this record would be wild. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I think that was the the hope um, before mm-hmm. you know the pandemic hit. Um, but yeah. you know, certainly a possibility. I'd love mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, sure. Some some gigs together. Yeah. <laughs> some we played. We played some, some. gigs. <laughs> yeah, some. <laughs> some. We've played some gigs in the past, and it's always a blast. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And why not yeah. more? Yeah, because sure. yeah, I what I what I envision is you know and i don't it, it doesn't matter who goes first or who goes second but like, like there's this great ability to like transition into each other's sets because you you play your material go into mega wave and then transition out and i just think that's that would be mm-hmm. such a cool thing to see and and an interesting concept for a live show that you don't really see that often right like you, people come on and help play on songs and, and do that kind of thing but like that kind of transition would be so cool because you don't need to you just you guys that's it that's all you need do you think when shows start playing again that there is going to be a slightly awkward air to it like almost as Mm. if we've forgotten both as an artist and an audience like we've forgotten (laughs) what we do at these things what do we do god it's been so long since i've seen a show (laughs) well if florida is any uh is any like indicator it might be wild it could be. I think because yeah. in England, in Great Britain, they opened the bars and they like um, sold like one million beer, I believe one it. million lit- lit- liters of beer on one or on, on the weekend. So I guess people are going crazy. Yeah. To go out there, not um, like hesitant. Mm-hmm. I think That's it's the opposite. They're just jumping into it. Totally. Like, yeah. yeah. It's like I suppose, waiting like, all winter to jump into your pool for the first time. Uh huh. Yeah. You're like so excited to just dive right in. It's the best feeling. I think people are ready for it, man. Restaurants mm. have recently opened up back here, and it's spring, mm. and it is insane. People mm. are packed. Yeah. I'm like, that's not socially yeah, distanced. That's, that's <laughs> mm, what are you doing? Very not comfortable with that. But I was gonna say earlier, like, mm. if I was at a concert and I felt comfortable and it was a thing, I would probably go nuts. I would probably lose it. Mm. There'd be some drinks involved, probably. There, there'd be a lot of fun going on. Just get really Walter. into it. I, it would feel like, you know, you've got this pent up energy, maybe that you've just been waiting for this moment, and and this boom, it gets all at once, wow. like a complete emotional meltdown. <laughs> there it goes. You mean wow. catharsis? It's catharsis. Catharsis, man. All this pent up energy, yeah, and angst. And we'll and be able to finally release it. What better way to have that cathartic moment than with this album? That'd live. be a good one. I, it, it's not like I'm pushing y- y'all like hard at all to go tour on this record. <laughs> I really selfishly really want to see it because I, I just think it would be so fun. And we need fun. We need we need that back in the world. So it would be fun. And like I have the best time performing. Well, the two times I've done it with with Patty, he's like the best energy on stage he just rocks it and it's so fun thank so I think... you too you are very good too <laughs> thanks <laughs> man y'all love each other we need some of that love yeah are there any videos of it 
No. I've yeah, seen some yeah. stills. We, we, there's a video of us performing yeah. Flame in Vienna. Uh, yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. People should check that out. Mm-hmm. Know what they could potentially have in the future. Yeah, that was just the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> it was a prelude. Awesome. Well, I do you, either one of you have any other um, final thoughts on this? Um, now that we've kind of gone through it and talked about it, anything else has come to mind? This is System 96, and you're listening to the Paradise Arcade. Buy the album. Yeah, for me, it's like, thank you, Stu and Brett of Outland Recordings, and thank you to everybody who's embraced it with open arms. And yeah, just encourage people to check it out on Bandcamp and yeah. grab a copy of the vinyl. They're, they're available in cassettes and CD, and spread the love. I'm surprised that there's any copies left, really, especially with how vinyl's been lately. Like it's, things are being sold out in a minute or less. Yeah, because there were, I think, ten thousand press, so there are three Only. or four left. <laughs> Thank you, people. <laughs> so you know, uh, people, please buy the record. It's through Outland. You can find it on Bandcamp. Uh, I suggest getting the physical media. the The vinyl is very sexy, transparent. Mm-hmm. Translucent purple uh, record. Haptic, mm. haptic feeling. Mm. It's purple. It's real good. Uh, who did the artwork? For, well, I guess I can read it myself, probably. <laughs> um, basically, uh, okay, yeah. So Fat Al. Nope. Cool. Uh, and then Brett Simpson worked on the layout. So uh, Jordan War is the um, artist, and Fat Al mm-hmm. provided character concepts um, that Jordan War then took and. Um, incorporated and yeah man Jordan Noir just banged it out it was awesome just yeah. such a cool dude yeah mm-hmm. it's it's really great so uh I don't I don't have anything else I really appreciate the two of you taking the time I'm glad that we finally were able to get this lined up um it's really exciting and it was really insightful to hear from both of you about this record and and again you know the the dream the hope is to see both of you live that would be amazing when that opens up it's probably going to be next year would be my guess but unless either one of you know something that we don't know are you, have you thought about playing live shows this fall at all slowly opening it up or there is one gig in october in vienna mm-hmm. if it's happening with Daner and Connor. Mm-hmm. nice happening. And yes, it's kind of the, the, the goodbye gig from Powernerd because um, we stopped playing as a band, like beginning of pandemic. And oh. we wanted to play this like a year ago or two years ago. <laughs> and now we were playing like two years after after the end. Um, we're playing a goodbye show, more of a hi show, hello show. Thing. Hello, goodbye. It's not the hello, ciao. So what's what's next for both of you? Now, are you, either one of you working on new music, getting, gearing up for other? Because you know, there's been time now. So, yes, I'm. I'm just. Um, I finished uh, an album with a new project on Outland too. Like nice. Shades of Thunder. It's it's with a very good friend of mine. It's Dictum. He's also from Vienna, also from Neuburg, Vienna. This um, they will um release a single soon. 
and the album is coming in, in well, it's early summer, I guess. And I'm working on some power note stuff and other stuff. Fun. Other stuff. You're going to steal all my money. <laughs> yeah. Stop it. Yeah, that's why I'm doing it. I'm <laughs> what about you, Dana? What's going on in your world? I'm, uh, I've been having fun just doing uh, some collaborations with other people and slowly working on um, uh, new material for either an EP or, or an album. Um, so no specific date yet for that, but uh, fair, no pressure. Yeah, it's been fun. Yeah, yeah, it's just been fun to to take time with it and uh, marinate on it a little bit. And um, yeah, exciting. We've been using all of these great words this episode: <laughs> descriptors and metaphors. I'm, I'm really into cooking, so marinating is, <laughs> is just on my mind <laughs> all the time. Yeah, frying, all the time. Frying, frying. deep frying my thoughts. <laughs> yeah. I, that has a different connotation i think <laughs> right on my... yeah. mushrooms mushrooms yeah. eating awesome. mushrooms yeah. well i want to thank both of, of you for coming on <laughs> again uh it's really great to have a chat with both of you at the same time this is yeah this is something that we nice wanted to do for yeah. a while yeah really really fun yeah thanks um, so much for for having us on the show and for being such a a champion of the album you guys yeah really... yeah thank you it's all right a very nice concept talking about the album actually very thank cool. you yeah I enjoy it every second <laughs> I mean it. you marinated in the joy yeah deep fried it <laughs> <laughs> all right take care guys thank you thank, thank you. you all right we're done recording thanks again really appreciate you uh 